Jesus is also the great example of this because, let's look at Hebrews 12. I want to undergird that statement I just made. Impossible things cannot take place beyond revelation. Impossible things cannot take place beyond revelation. If your mind is not continually in a state of change and renewal according to the Word of God, then not everything is possible for you. Where your mind is stagnant, the fruitfulness will begin to wane in that area. Look at Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you could dig into Hebrews 11 and 12 for the next 20 years. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us. Fixing our eyes, catch this, what the writer says there. We don't know exactly who wrote Hebrews, but uh, here's what he says. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. I love that he puts that there because he's telling you, this is your example here who, who was a pioneer of faith, and this is how he did the impossible. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him. So how does he endure the cross? He knows what's going beyond that. He's got to go through that cross only by trusting the revelation that I'm going to ascend after that point. Scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of the Father. I believe his heart, even though he knows it's difficult, he knows it's challenging, it's beyond brutal, like the movies don't even come, they don't even come close to articulating it properly. But he goes, whoa, whoa but this is where I'm going. You want to talk about selflessness? And by the way, the cross of Jesus is of no benefit to Jesus. Consider him, catch this, who endured such oppositions from sinners so that, you do not, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's a word for a lot of people in this room tonight. Consider him. That's why he tells you. In this world, you will have tribulation. In this world, you will have COVID. In this world, you will have restrictions. In this world, you'll have the mass cult. In this world, you'll have whatever it is. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Catch that part he puts there. That's also a key part of living by, living by heart of revelation. Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence for what? Out of it flow the issues of life. So this is a, a great opportunity for the people of God. And one of the key things that we must do as a people is know that, um, that we, we are powerful in God to access the things of God for this season. You are not a victim of the world around you right now. 
Think about this. The enemy could not stop you from getting born again when you were doing really bad stuff. You had lots of creepy crawlers. They governed you. But whenever you heard, however you heard it, dream, word, message, they couldn't stop you from getting born again. That is how powerful the gift of choice is on the inside of you. So now that you're in Christ, you are a powerful person by the grace of God to access the things that God has for you. So it's important. That's why Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He's telling you there is a responsibility upon you to access because God would never ask you to do something that he has not empowered you to do. And it's actually, when you really understand it, when in every one of your yes, it is the God kind of faith that you access. It is actually that power that he uses to create worlds, create realities. He's saying that power can access everything I've made available to you on the earth during this season. So here's another common line. And sometimes people, I don't even think they realize they're saying it that's really important to address in this cultural context. Here's one of them. I don't know why I'm doing that. You better figure it out because you're the one controlling yourself doing that. There are these little things that come up where we actually don't even realize it. We, we are advocating our powerful position before God to actually regulate our life. So I'll land the plane with these. You want to build your life on the appropriate foundation. I, 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 I love the deep things of God, but the undisciplined life can never manifest the deep things of God on a consistent basis. A foundation is what defines the stability of a structure. We're disciples. Disciples means a learner, a scholar, one who professes instruction for another, a follower, adherent. Under that is the concept of discipline. A disciplined life is one instructed or educated and informed in the mind that is prepared by instruction and correct principles to advance and prepare by instruction. Just some key things. Do you have a life of fellowship with God? Do you consistently make the choice to make the Word of God a priority? Have you understood the practice of true repentance? That's a big one right there. What you do not make yourself responsible for, you cannot ever be fully delivered of. Are you teachable? One of the beautiful things about Revelation is that it will expose the trauma that you need deliverance from. And your emotions are God-given, so they will, they, will, they will alert you to things that need refining. Exodus 3 is a brilliant example. Like, sometimes the bigger the understanding of who we are, the more of a challenge it is, because it, the Word of God, it's two-edged sword. It cuts, it, 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 it declares to you, 
either your identity or where God is taking you or an aspect of your prophetic identity, but it also locates where you're at and where he'd like to take you. So in Exodus, a brilliant thing. Moses is on the backside of the desert. God, I mean, if you, if you, like, some people are like, I want the, like, I just, you know, who doesn't like awesome words over their life? But a lot of times, they're actually indications of where you need deliverance from. And if you don't recognize it in that moment, you'll have a great prophecy, but an inability to manifest it properly. Think about, think about this. In Luke 1, Zacharias, he's a, and he's a righteous man. He's doing all the right things. But something is broken on the inside of him. I mean, think about it. Gabriel gives him this amazing word. Some people are like, if Gabriel comes to my house, I just receive it. No, it'll probably tell you what's wrong with you. Jesus said, blessed are those who believe but never see. But this word is amazing. He goes, by the way, your prayer has been answered. Isn't that fascinating? He's praying for something that there's a brokenness in him. If he's on his own devices, he will abort the promise that God gave him. And there's nothing wrong with him. It's just these divine intersections between God and man. And, he, and he's like, your son's going to be great. He's going to raise up most high. And he's going to be like this prophet. It's going to be awesome. And he goes, and there's nothing wrong with questions, but often it's the motivation of those questions. You'll notice Mary asks a question, but she goes, let it be according to your word. And God tells Gabriel, like, tell the brother he can't talk till that thing is born because he's going to abort that. Catch that too. Don't believe your words don't matter. He does not speak till he comes into alignment with the word of the Lord. His name will be John. But there's a brokenness on the inside of him that can't receive what the, the angel's telling him. Back to Moses. Moses is like, I'm the deliverer. I've heard my people. And by the way, you're my spokesman for deliverance. What happens? All his insecurity comes to the surface. The boldest people are people who learn how to regularly receive who God has created them to be. That's why the enemy fights you in that area because he knows when you believe that, you start changing the world. And a religious spirit will try and castrate the purpose of God out of your life in the name of humility. That's why he keeps people poor in the name of God. So he said, he's like, I, I can't do it. It's actually uh, certainly not a bad place to go because he realizes now I really need God. But that brokenness is still there. So it's not a bad thing, these things, when, when, when we realize our own insufficiency, but there's an exchange he wants to do. Like, yeah, you got to change things up here. So what is that insecurity? What is causing that trauma that I have to exchange with God? If there's any, like, creepy crawlers, then let's get rid of those, and here we go. Track on. There's no shame, no blame. Just keep tracking on with God with that. And the enemy loves that stuff. Shame, guilt. You didn't do it right. You miss that marriage, keep making that financial mistake. And God, this is the nature of God. I'm here to help. Remember years ago, Pam was at your church, Lee. He said, You don't understand. It was a wrong thing to do, and I did it anyway. I said, Yes, it's sin. But the good news God made a way for your issue. I keep doing the wrong thing. Let me just say this. You keep messing up, saying the wrong thing, he's still there to help. It doesn't change. 
part of that's part of our, our problem sometimes. We project the emotions we feel about ourselves back onto God. Not worthy. And he goes, no, you're very worthy. Stop that. Yeah, but everybody knows I did it. I said, they did the worst stuff. They just, nobody knows. <laughs> it's true. Is that obviously not, you know, you want to live right, but hey, we're all works in progress. Give yourself the same grace that God has given you. I mean, think we talked about this in Brazil. We were driving somewhere. David definitely loses his ordination card. <laughs> I'm not suggesting he's the standard, but you think about it. He finished well. When David had served the purposes of God for his generation, then he died. The man after my own heart. Saul probably would have elected a bishop. Live with an awareness that you're on an eternal journey. I love this. The Bible teaches our life is like a vapor. I was just in, uh, Saturday night in Brazil. The young man translating me. I go, how old are you? I think he told me he's 24 now. I, I met him when I was four years old. I said, how old does that make me now? And I thought, my life is like a vapor. And you cannot go back even to yesterday. That's the enemy loves for people. Ah, yeah, this happened like three years ago. He loves that world. That's actually witchcraft. Learn the power of developing godly habits. What is a habit? Habit is something that you have the choice to do, but because you've repeatedly done it, you no longer consciously think about the process of what, how you're reacting to something. This is one of the great goals in God. Remember learning how to drive, you know, remember the guy comes up and he's like, check your blind spots and look behind you and check your tires and all that stuff. I don't think I check my tires anymore, but pulled out of my driveway yesterday afternoon and uh, I didn't check everything. I'm unconsciously doing these things, though, because I have developed the habit of how I drive my car. This is the will of God, that as you practice the Word of God, you put into practice your first reaction is how God would have you to act. Your behavior is not involuntary. Your behavior is a result of the belief system that you've practiced. If you don't like your behavior, uncover the belief system. Let the Lord, allow the Lord to discipline you. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. God is very plain here. Whoever hates correction is stupid. God will often speak to us years in advance of what he desires that takes place. It is the spiritual disciplines of worship, reading, meditation. Meditation is a big one. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. Think about what he's saying there. Don't think about it. Oh, I got to read the Bible and I got to have my devotional time. Think about it is 
your body, your life is like a car that unless you feed it the Word of God, meditate on it, practice on it, it is going to break down. It is not a, it is not a question of if it will, it's when it will. If you don't put, give an, a, a car an oil change, it will break down. You have to see it that way. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, words, 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 words. Sometimes it's taken years for I love the story from uh, Brother Hagen's ministry. That he, he had, I think back then it was at least two weeks. He would teach every day on faith. So it took me, took me a week to, to get him to be delivered. Next week to get him start understanding that it was biblical. Last week get him in faith. You know, he's preaching at Mark 11 for weeks. He was up there on the Sunday. He said, "God, what do you want me to preach?" Mark, I had Mark 11 again. <laughs> he's like, "God, I've been preaching. They gonna think I don't preach anything else. I want you to preach that." So he said, I tried to preach something else. He said, no anointing on it. I'd been there. So he opened up Mark 11. At the end of his message, the guy said, I've been here every, serve, every morning service or something. I finally got it today. That's why you keep that word of God going. You don't keep those secular prophets on. CNN and MSNBC and Propaganda Network. Get that Word of God going. Take time to listen. Here's another one. Position your heart to hear. I love John 7. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it's from God or whether I speak on my own authority. What's he saying? He said, if you have a willing heart, you'll know what I'm speaking. Know that God desires to speak continually. It's the ability to discern, to discern. You know, you're, you're praying one morning and you're sensing something from the Lord, and then you'll hear a word come out of one of your friends. Those aren't coincidences. Receive by faith what he's spoken. When we know what God is speaking, receive by faith what he said and begin to declare it. Obey what you know. Here's the final one. Have you got something out of this tonight? Dialogue with the community God has brought you in with the things that God is speaking to you. One of my favorite thousand verses, Proverbs 13. Walk with wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so is one who sharpens another. Do you know one of the beautiful things is you hear the mind of the Lord through the people God has put in your life. It's very rare that I've just 
walk something out, even if I feel it very strongly from the Lord. Because I'll throw it at people that are close to me. I'll go, well, yeah, I think you've heard from the Lord, but have you considered this, this, and this? Then I'll throw it to someone else who usually someone on my board. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the Lord, but have you considered this and this? And I'm writing as I'm listening because I'm getting the picture of how God wants to execute what he's saying. And many of the things that you'll need to, for the wisdom to walk out what God has called you, it will be through the heart of other people because he wants you to see your value for other people. I remember years ago, you know, I, I was younger. I'm still young, very young. That funny laugh people have. And I was asking the Lord. I, I'm a person of a lot of questions. Why does that person do that? Why are they wearing blue today? I'm serious. Learn to ask God questions. There's often the way your mind functions or the way God wants to speak to you. If you get curious about certain things, it's probably just not natural curiosity. It could be that you're just a busybody, but that's a different story that you can deliver. But a lot of times it's God offering you something. But I said, Lord, I said, Lord, how are we going to do this? Like, tell me. He said, I'm not going to tell you, just you, me and you. And in my mind, you know, when you're having these conversations with the Lord, I'm thinking, why? That's working really well right now. He said, if I just told you everything you needed to know, just you and me, you would never see the value for other people. That's why it's so important to be connected with other believers. You're dialoguing with the Lord, right? You kind of think he's telling you something. <laughs> then your pastor or leader, he might not even be talking about that topic on a Sunday, but you hear what you need to hear. I know how many times I've heard people, you know, when you were teaching that day, I got this idea about a business. I never talked about a business. But there's a revelatory spirit in the room. Here's another part of it, though. It is your approach to other people and to leaders that also defines what you hear. It's another big cultural thing. This is very, very dangerous for Americans. Americans think they can just say whatever they want about anyone. I got free speech. Yeah, you do. And it's destroying your life. I have lots of opinions about certain things in the world today. But you've got to be so careful not to mock. You're actually releasing demonic entities on people that God wants to save. Amen. I just, just tell you something from my own personal life. I was, um, I was riding along, or no, not riding. Well, I was running one more one day. I was in New Jersey ministering in April, and uh, I, was, I call it minding my own business. <laughs> What's? And the Lord says to me, you know, every time you talk about uh, the Communist Party of China, you call it a criminal enterprise. I said, well, it is God. It's not Chinese people. Pray for the Chinese people. By the way, I was listening to a podcast. Secular interviewer asked this believer who's left China. He said, what is what is it? government of China fear the most. Oh, they, what they fear the most 
is believers who are walking in what God has for them because they understand freedom. He said to me, he goes, every time you refer to, you, you refer to him as a Communist Party of China. I said, yeah, they are. He goes, yeah, they might be, but I need you to change your language on that because there's people in that party I want to save. It is the, the joy of your life to learn how to speak properly in the middle of a chaotic world. I've learned, right? You can be really right about something but totally wrong. You can be right that this is taking place. You can be right about this, but is it, and this is key. This is also a key part of life right now. Is it the lane that God has called you in? I'm praying. It's one of the things the Lord even told me many, many years ago. He's told me repeatedly, just out of nowhere. He would say, you know, Abner, there's going to come a day where rampant corruption is released in this nation like never before. This is years ago. Tell me again. It's out of nowhere. You know, there's mass corruption in our nation. I'm going to expose it one day. Okay. Years later, again, mind my own. I'm going to expose corruption at the highest levels in this nation. Do you know, though, where he started telling me last year? He said, I'm going to start in the house of God first. You know, I learned, though, it's not my job to reveal the corruption. It's my job to pray. My job to pray for the eyes of their understanding to be open. And that God would send people their way. And if he gives me an opportunity to speak the right words to them. Did you receive something tonight? Yeah, why don't you give God a praise? Father, we thank you tonight. If you would just, if you receive this word, I just want to encourage you to lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Just let God minister to you. Scott, speak to you right just where you are. Thank you, Lord. Mahashika Bahaya. God will speak to you right where you are. Somebody's lower back is being healed. Somebody's right shoulder is being healed. Arthritis is being healed. Confusion is going. Clarity is coming. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. 
Thank you, God. Mahashakabaya. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just repeat this phrase. Say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. God's going to speak right now. Whoa, spirit of revelation, just come. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, I just see this door of visitation God is opening for you. Some of you will feel like a hand of fire right on your chest. It's just a marking from the Lord, a marking of the beauty of the Lord. Some of you will feel like this, um, this finger in your ears, and it's like an unlocking of the spirit of wisdom and revelation to hear there's an unlocking of the ability to hear tonight. May you hear, may you hear, may you hear, may you hear. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. More, Lord. Thank you, God. And there's a beautiful just release of the rest of the Lord. Just receive the peace and the rest of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen.